Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Brad Huddleston. Thank you so much for joining us for another podcast. Uh, my good friend, Kevin Harris, is joining me again. Kevin, um, we're both very busy, you especially today. So thank you very much, brother, for rejoining me. It's such good feedback from last night's uh, podcast. Thanks for having me. We had last night, Kevin, you and I were sitting in your office today rejoicing on one hand, angry on the other, concerns. Uh, we've both been seeking the Lord um, as to what we should be doing. And um, we had 1,300 on the positive side, 1,300 people who were watching us last night when we were talking and praying, more importantly, which is good. And then by this morning, uh, an additional 1,000 had, had watched it, so about 2,300 altogether. And uh, that video from last night, by the way, uh, can be found on my Rumble channel. We'll put all the details up in just a few minutes uh, toward the end of this and on YouTube, of course, and on social media. But tonight, we just want to continue that that conversation. Kevin, just if you don't know who Kevin is, Kevin is a, a fellow brother and close friend, more uh, most importantly, but then he's a minister of the gospel as well, and he is part of Dominion Outdoors, uh, a very popular destination for those of us who love to hunt and fish here uh, in Augusta County and surrounding counties. But Kevin, we rejoice that everyone was was um, watching last night. And you and I were mm -hmm. talking about the hunger that people have for leadership right now. Uh, things are in chaos. So just kind of recap some of the things that are on your heart uh, based on what we talked about in your office today. Yeah, just for me, I think that a lot of a lot of people are there again. They're struggling mm -hmm. with fear, anxiety, um, a lot of. A lot of believers, a lot of Christians are, are sort of let down today because things didn't happen the way that uh, a lot of our leaders told us were gonna, it was going to happen. And um, but I just want to remind everybody, you know, God, God has not changed um, his position. He's not uh, he's not been taken by surprise or, you know, he's still sitting on the throne. And um, like I told everybody last night and that and I still feel today, I'm just very excited. Um, I think leaders, Christian leaders today, they need to be excited, not excited about the events that have taken place, not excited about um, even the way our elections um, have gone um, in, in a lot of aspects. But I think we need to be excited that I believe that God is getting ready to move. I believe he's moving already. Um, I believe that revival is coming to the church. Uh, I do believe we're going to have some very difficult days ahead. Um, the Bible says that in Second Timothy. It says that, you know, mark this down. You know, circle it basically. You know, underline it. Um, there will be terrible times in the last days. And, and the Apostle Paul he described exactly the days we were going to live in. If, if these are the last days, which uh, I believe you, you and I believe we're uh, in the last days, maybe, maybe, maybe that means years, maybe that means decades. I don't know, but um, but definitely um, when you go through that scripture in Second Timothy chapter three. We can pretty much check off every one of those descriptions that the Apostle Paul wrote 2,000 years ago. Um, but Jesus said, take heart. He's already overcome the world. You know, um, one of our youth a couple of years ago in a bonfire said, he said uh, so awesomely, he said, you know, he said, we as believers down here, we have to go through some battles. He said, but Jesus already won the war. He's like, we do have to face battles, but the war's already been decided mm -hmm. and Jesus is the one who won. And Man, it's just so liberating. Uh, like when you know that, um, and I, I think there again, the, the scripture in Revelation. How do we overcome the enemy? Well, the enemy is on a rampage. The enemy 
um, is <laughs> it looks like he's winning. Um, but I I've read the end of the book. Um, I know what's going to happen in the end, and and he he doesn't win. And uh, the true believers of Jesus Christ, the bride, the remnant, whatever description you want to say, we win. And uh, he told us we overcome the enemy by three things. He said, by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives even to the point of death. And I believe over 20, through 2020 and possibly going into 2021, part of what God is doing is he is stripping us of the pleasures of this world and the things, you know, even the good things. Um, but the entertainment. A lot of the, the places, amusement parks, uh, a lot of the sports. Mm -hmm. He's just stripping all that stuff away from a lot of us. Why? Because we're not supposed to love the world. This isn't our home. This isn't our kingdom. And I believe it's becoming more and more uh, clear that he's just he's trying to get us uh, focused on him, focused on his kingdom. And I believe when we do that, uh, that is when we're going to start seeing all kinds of really cool things uh, as believers. Well, uh, the focus of this podcast and this prayer meeting, because that's what we're going to do, is where do we go from here? And I know there are just so many people who are wanting to um, have some direction and guidance and, and talk about. What I'd like to do is is recap some of the news and some of the, the uh, folks in the media that we admire, and we'll, we'll have one of those in just a minute. But I, I just want to talk about the rushing of the Capitol. It's coming out in quite a number. It was coming out yesterday, but it's really coming out this morning in the news that it was a big setup. Uh, yes, some of the Trump supporters were, were unruly, but none of them that we could see were the ones doing the violence and doing the, the, the breaking of the windows and so forth. In fact, the first video clip that I want to show you uh, is of an Antifa person uh, trying to break a glass right up at the Capitol and someone from... Uh, the Trump side actually tackled them to, to help to make them stop doing that. So, Sam, if you would roll that clip and uh, the credit will be given to the person uh, whose Twitter feed that I took this from. So we'll have another video clip coming up in just a minute. But, Kevin, uh, uh, I know you've been hearing and, and seeing this news all day. In fact, I heard this morning from someone some facial recognition. And you'll see the clip where I, I heard that as well uh, from Matt Getz. But uh, it's being reported widely now that it was definitely uh, infiltrators. Your thoughts on this? Well, if you remember last night, you know, I said, you know, be very careful um, with what as the news comes out, because the mainstream media um, is not going to report, I believe, the truth. And you're going to have to search for the truth, as unfortunately mm -hmm. uh, we have to do today. Um, you know, there's a guy from Antifa that said, yeah, man, it was us. We were there. We're proud of it. You know, he's on a video. We probably can't share it because it's got a lot of um, a lot of language. Swear in it. Words, but, yeah. um, you know, right. Swear words. There's, you know, there's people. Um, there was a guy that videotaped uh, them coming in on four buses escorted by the state police, you know. And I mean, it's all on video. It's all, but but they're gonna the mainstream media. They don't care. Um, they're not gonna. Everything right now is Donald Trump's fault. The, the 
the mainstream media have no responsibility. Um, you know, none of the courts have any responsibility. None of the justices that didn't want to hear the cases, that didn't want to, you know, 77 million people, you know, are disrupt, maybe not to that many level, that, that many people at this point. But if you notice today, the whole narrative switched in Washington and all the, most all of the Republicans have backtracked and now they're, you know, they're, they're just on a, tucking their tails and just running and nobody's standing up there. You know, they're throwing Trump under the bus as far as fast as they can. And it just breaks my heart. I mean, you know, whether you like him or love him or hate him, you know, the guy loves this country. I mean, he gave up, you know, for whatever reasons, we don't know the motives of his heart. He gave up, a, you know, a billionaire lifestyle to try to come and serve this country. And I think it's really sad uh, for those people who are wanting to put all the blame. Even, you know, General Mattis today mm -hmm. came out blaming Donald Trump for everything. And I'm like, so, you know, yeah, maybe he could have toned down his rhetoric some. You know, maybe there was some, you know, there is some blame or some fault to some level. But there again, I don't believe this was Trump supporters. I don't believe. Were they mad yesterday? Yes. Were they frustrated yesterday? Yes. But every Trump rally, they clean up trash. Um, they're good people. They're good citizens. They love this country. And, you know, I believe they were set up from the beginning. And I would just warn people on rallies in the future. You know, if you go, you just be prepared and be careful because the enemy is out there. This is spiritual. Um, we can fight in the flesh all we want to. We will not win if we fight in the flesh. Uh, we've got to win this spiritually. And you know, he is he is trying to set us up and he's trying to take down people and he's trying to smear people. Every single one of the people that were there were a lot. I would say ninety nine point nine nine percent were all patriots, you know, that love this country. But there again, you know, I, a friend of mine uh, shared his picture that he was there yesterday and all kinds of people were on there calling him uh, all kinds of names and going off on him, uh, talking about, you know, his insurrection and, and how immoral, you know, him being there was. and. You know, these same people said nothing when BLM was up there destroying buildings, uh, people's livelihoods, burning buildings, destroying uh, police, you know, cars. You know, and one thing that really bothered me is that the Capitol Police went crazy, um, you know, spraying tear gas, doing all kinds of aggressive type of tactics that we never saw. We never saw in Seattle. We never saw in Portland. We never saw in any of the other cities this summer. And I'm like, the, there again, the two sets of rules for America, one's for conservatives, one's for liberals. When you're a liberal, you can get away with anything. You can do anything. You know, some of the news media anchors, you know, or Chris Cuomo, I think it was, you know, came out and said, you know, that's how we get things done. It's, you know, you don't have to care if you're mad. You're, you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to do. You could be mad as, you know, whatever. And. And, you know, it, that's how we get change, you know, and then Republicans or conservatives come out and, oh, well, they're, you know, they're terrible people and they're, they're horrible citizens. And this is all insurrection. And there again, the, the hypocrisy on the left is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And anybody that's watching, I just encourage you, go back and look at it um, and truly, truly try to look at it with clear eyes, because there are two narratives being painted out there and one is right and one is wrong. Please, please pay attention. And, you know, Kevin, I, I'm hearing from a lot of my friends, you know, in other countries where Beth and I normally this time of year are preparing to go to. And I want to give them perspective. I mentioned last night, you know, I'd received an email from a friend or a message, you know, saying, look, it's been sort of a news blackout. What's going on? 
Uh, we're trying to relate to you why there's such anger and vitriol here. Uh, Kevin just very, very accurately described, you know, what what has been happening at the BLM rallies, which are, those are the Biden supporters, and they torched the the major cities in America. This went on. They they had a a, a zone that they created out in, in Portland. Uh, they defunded the police and did all this stuff. And CNN, the mainstream media, Fox News, uh, later joined them, and they called it a peaceful protest. And yet, when the Capitol was stormed uh, and the police were doing, you know, unjustly spraying people with tear gas and, and being very heavy handed, the news media said absolutely nothing. There's different rules for different groups, is what we're trying to say. And I want to give you some perspective on why there's such anger. And Kevin, you and I were also talking today. It's It's going to be uh, a tumultuous year. I mean, I really believe if you think 2020 was bad, there is such boiling and seething anger. If you think this is going to calm down, better think again. Um, you mentioned it very well that our, our politicians in the big cities in Washington and so forth, they have no idea uh, what it's like out here in, in the rural areas. Uh, we have been pushed and pushed and pushed, and you and I know this community here. They're not going to take it, but so much. And I'm not advocating anything. I'm not threatening anything. I'm just calling it like it actually is because you and I know these folks. And you and I are ministers of the gospel, and we believe in the Prince of Peace. But I'll tell you what, that there there does come a point when justice is just going to have to be forced, because what we have seen this last year is a, a terrible injustice. And I'm not calling for anything. I'm just telling you, and you and I have been talking about this, we could either split. The country could easily split and divide. We could devolve into civil war. We could do both. I don't know. We don't want to see those things. We want to see revival come, and that's what we're going to focus on. I'm just saying, in order to assuage some of this anger and wrath, that some of it is justified, to be honest with you. The Bible says to be angry, just don't sin. Uh, we really need to get together and do something about it. And that's going to be the topic in just a few minutes on where do we go from here. You and I have been strategizing and praying, as I know others have as well. But what I want to do is show one more video clip that I think encapsulates, you know, just to help give this audience some support, uh, a perspective to those in other countries to see where we're coming from. The other side, uh, those of us who have been uh, conservative people, not agreeing with uh, everything that goes on on either side of the aisle. But uh, this comes from Congressman Matt Getz when they were holding the deliberations uh, during the Electoral College um, con uh, contestation, I think you call that. And so this is his five-minute session that he was given to speak. And I think he really encapsulated and articulated very well the position that some of us on the right have regarding this. So, Sam, if you would roll Congressman Matt Getz the objection. Gentleman is recognized for five minutes without objection. Madam Speaker, one of the first things we did when the House convened today was to join together to extend our grace and our kindness and our concern for a colleague who has experienced just an insurmountable amount of grief with his family. And I want all of our fellow Americans watching to know that we did that because we care about each other. And we don't want bad things to happen to each other. And our heart hurts when they do. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of folks over there who don't like me too much. And there are a few of you that I don't care for too much. But if anybody had been hurt today, it would have been even more of a catastrophe than we already saw. And I think that's an important point for the country. Another important point for the country is that this morning, 
President Trump explicitly called for demonstrations and protests to be peaceful. He was far more, you can moan and groan, but he was far more explicit about his calls for peace than some of the BLM and left-wing rioters were this summer when we saw violence sweep across this nation. Now, we came here today to debate, to follow regular order, to offer an objection, to follow a process that is expressly contemplated in our Constitution. And for doing that, we got called a bunch of seditious traitors. Now, not since 1985 has a Republican president been sworn in, absent some Democrat effort, to object to the electors. But when we do it, it is the new violation of all norms. And when those things are said, people get angry. Now, I know there are many countries where political violence may be necessary, but America is not one such country. Madam Speaker, it was wrong when people vandalized and defaced your home. It was wrong when thugs went to Senator Hawley's home. And I don't know if the reports are true, but the Washington Times has just reported some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Now, we should seek to build America up, not tear her down and destroy her. And I am sure glad that at least for one day, I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police. Now, I appreciate all the talk. Now, I appreciate all the talk of coming together, but let us not pretend that our colleagues on the left have been free of some anti-democratic impulses just because we signed on to legal briefs and asked courts to resolve disputes. There were some on the left who said that we should not even be seated in the body, that we ought to be prosecuted, maybe even jailed. Those arguments anger people, but people do understand the concepts of basic fairness. And no competition, contest, or election can be deemed fair if the participants are subject to different rules. Baseball teams that cheat and steal signs should be stripped of their championships. Russian Olympians who cheat and use steroids should be stripped of their medals. And states that do not run clean elections should be stripped of their electors. This fraud was systemic. It was repeated. It was the same system, and I dare say it was effective. We saw circumstances where when Democrat operatives couldn't get the outcomes they wanted in state legislators, when they couldn't get the job done there, they went and pressured and litigated and usurped the Constitution with extra constitutional action of some officials in some states. They fraudulently la laundered ballots, votes, voter registration forms, and then they limited review. In 2016, Democrats found out that they couldn't beat Donald Trump at the ballot box with voters who actually show up, so they turned to impeachment and the witness box. And when that failed, they ran to the mailbox, where this election saw an unprecedented amount of votes that could not be authenticated with true ID, with true signature match, and with true confidence for the American people. Our Article III courts have failed 
by not holding evidentiary hearings to weigh the evidence. We should not join in that fa failure. We should vindicate the rights of states. We should vindicate the subpoenas in Arizona that have been issued to get a hold of these voting machines, and we should reject these electors. I yield back. Gentlemen's time has expired. So there you have it, just to give you a little bit of perspective of, of how we feel and what is happening in our uh, politics here in America, for those of you who are watching overseas. But I want to turn our attention to where do we go from here. And Kevin, we are making some plans. We're praying uh, daily and asking God to uh, speak to us because here, at least where we live, uh, we want to help be a, a shining light in this community because there is that anger here and it's justified, to be honest with you. Uh, but we want to hear God's voice before we act. So we want to channel that anger and not sin because, again, the Bible says be angry and not sin. So these injustices are here. We're going to deal with them and we're going to ask God, most importantly, to lead us as we deal with them. So uh, your thoughts before we go into prayer, Kevin? Yeah, just um, I just want to you know say that thank God that there are some leaders out there um, that are willing to stand up because you know I, I said last night you know it's very difficult to you you cannot compromise with evil and I'm not calling necessarily the people evil um, but the spiritual influence in their hearts and their minds their policies let's just say it that way the policies that the majority of the Democratic Party and the liberals have taken um, in the last so many years um, are truly their evil policy. Um, abortion all the way through till the last trimester and with our governor even beyond or, you know, uh, basically, you know, in Virginia, I mean, to, if you teach anything, any values of traditional values or um, you can be fine now, you can be in prison. You could have your license stripped, uh, all kinds of different, you know, situations uh, where we just see, you know, attack, attack, attack against the, the, the you know, the, the Christian community. And, you know, there again, it, I said last night, you know, and I, and I believe this, that people can only be pushed so far. Um, but God intervenes unless some of these Democrats, you know, come back towards the middle and they stop the rhetoric and they stop pushing so hard and they don't come, you know, the, they don't go after, you know, the second amendment, the way that they promised, they don't go after, you know, uh, all the things that they, they, the socialist agenda, the Marxist agenda that they, they've said they're going to do. They haven't done it yet, but um, unless they come back and, you know, 70, 70 some million people did vote for Donald Trump. That's not a small number. And, you know, so it's not like it's a small, little minority group that is having a problem. You know, it's we're split almost 50 50 in America. Look at any of the the, the the elections that are going on, the close elections, you know. So somebody hopefully is going to rise up. And, you know, I'm I'm hopeful maybe to be the senator, you know, from uh, West Virginia. That'll that'll be the, 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 the godly leader. I don't know. We just need to be in to pray. We need some godly leadership and the church needs to be the one that leads the way. The ministers of the household of faith, they need to be preaching and, and encouraging. They need to be, uh, you know, strong. They need to be courageous. Uh, they don't need to be back that, to back down. They don't need to give in to fear. Uh, we need to rise up. You know, God didn't tell us to be to be weaklings. Um, he told us to, you know, that greater is he is in us than he was in the world. And, uh, you know, we've got the spirit of God living in us. So we don't have to be afraid. We can be confident. We can be excited. 
because uh, there again, our God is with us. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. So, amen. That's that's excellent, Kevin. And I just want to encourage pastors, since you are speaking to pastors, you and I are both in ministry. Um, there is a conference coming up very soon at the Falkirk Center at Liberty University that uh, Pastor Ray Eppert and I are involved in. And if you could just scroll down, if you're watching this on my Facebook page, just scroll down until you see the interview that we did with uh, Travis Witt. And all the information about that pastor's conference is coming up. And at this pastor's conference, yeah, thank you, Sam. Sam, you're on it there, falkirkcenter.com. And Travis Witt uh, is on this podcast. And we're going to have uh, uh, Ed Young Jr., Tim Lee, Richard Lee, Eric Metaxas. Many of you know who Eric Metaxas is. But one of the, the main things that I think, pastors, that you're going to take away from this is that you are going to be empowered and you're going to learn what your legal rights are. Uh, there's absolutely no need to fear about speaking out on these issues and political issues, moral issues, civic issues. You can certainly do that from the pulpit. And you should be doing that. Our founding fathers did that. Um, and, and that conference that I went to at Falkirk uh, last month was was titled Our Muhlenberg Moment. Some of you may know who Peter Muhlenberg from up in Woodstock, Virginia was uh, during the Revolutionary War. It's another subject for another time. But just have a look down and scroll down and, and watch that uh, podcast, especially if you're a pastor. Come and join us at this upcoming um conference that we're going to be having at the Falkirk Center at Liberty University to be empowered as a pastor. All right, well, listen, um, some of the things that we're planning for the future, I want to encourage you right now, I want to really let you know that there's some people out here who will deal with these issues. Kevin and I are just two of them, but we are here in Augusta County, and we are going to be having some evangelistic things happening. We're going to run a course on the Constitution from Hillsdale College. We're going to have some training nights, and we're going to get together and worship and pray and we're going to start to do something about this mess, not just sit sit around and be depressed about it and be angry all the time. We are experiencing all those emotions, as we should. I mean, our country is literally falling apart at the scenes, and it really does look like socialism is knocking at our doors. And for those of us who've traveled around the world and been in socialist and Marxist countries, I mean, just a year ago, I, Beth and I were in Kazakhstan. And I can tell you, you don't want to live under that. You absolutely, and it's on our doorstep. So, yes, we are concerned, but we're not going to just sit around and do nothing because with God, all things are possible. And you know where it begins? It begins with prayer. That's why we're having these podcasts. We want to empower you, equip you and talk about these things. But most importantly, we want to call on the name of the Lord, our God, who is a strong tower and the righteous will run unto him and be glad. And that's what we're going to do. So, Kevin, if you would, why don't you just be led of the Spirit and uh, you lead us in prayer. When you say amen, I'll pick it up from there and pray and then say amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much, Lord, for this day. You said this is the day you've made. You told us to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. And I thank you that, yes. Lord, you've given us a spirit, the Holy Spirit, Lord, that, 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 that is our comforter and our friend. And so I just pray for anybody that's out there right now that, Lord, is stressed out, that is struggling. Uh, Lord, if there's somebody that's listening that doesn't know you, they don't have a relationship with you, uh, Lord, they don't have that peace inside of their heart. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just go and you'd minister to them. I pray that, God, they would confess their sinner, that they would they would confess that you are Lord and that they would ask you to come into their life and, uh, and into their heart and, and forgive them of their sins. And, Lord, that you would uh, cause them to be born again by the Spirit of God. Lord, even right now as we're, we're, we're praying, God, Lord, 
you can do this, Lord. If somebody stumbled upon us, as Brad said, Lord, or Lord, you drew them. They didn't stumble, Lord. If, if there's someone here, Lord, and they need you, you drew them to this moment, God. And Lord, I pray that they would open their heart to you, God. They would, they would, Lord, every, every, everything that is hurting inside of them, Lord, there's somebody maybe out there, Lord, I've even heard of, of brothers and sisters, Christians who are battling suicide because they're struggling so bad. Lord, you did not give us a spirit of suicide. You didn't give us a spirit of depression. Amen. You didn't give us a spirit of anxiety. You didn't give us a spirit of, of death, Lord. You gave us a spirit of life and, and joy Amen. and peace and the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. And, and Lord, for those who don't know you yet, and I pray, Lord, that you would just draw the lost, that you would draw the prodigals home. That, God, you would cause yes. revival fires to burn in your children Amen. again. Lord, yes. help them know who they are in you, God. They're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Lord, even if this old world falls apart, even if everything goes crazy, and Lord, it doesn't matter, Lord. We can't love this world. We can't love our lives even to the point of death. We overcome the enemy, Lord, by the word of our testimony, the blood of the Lamb. That's where our hope yes. is, the cross of Jesus Christ. It's not in politicians. It's not in Washington. It's not in a 600 or $2,000 stimulus, Father. Lord, our hope and our trust and our, our prayers are all in you tonight. And, Lord, I'm thankful that's a good place to be. And so, Lord, just please, Lord. Encourage everybody that's listening, anybody that does listen, encourage them tonight, strengthen them tonight. Lord, be with the pastors, Lord, of the household of faith and their families, Lord. Yes. Father, the, 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 there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be looking to them, Lord, in the next uh, couple of days, in the next mm -hmm. few Sundays, in the next few weeks. And Lord, there's a lot of, of, of confusion. There's a lot of hurt. Lord, fill them up tonight. Fill them up right now. Lord, encourage them. Get them in their word. Draw them close to you tonight, Lord, so that when they get behind the pulpit, Lord, they can they can breathe life, God, into their congregations. Lord, they can they can encourage and strengthen your body, God. Lord, we lift them up, God. Be with them. Lord, encourage them. Lord, Lord, encourage them. Fill them with joy. Fill them with your word tonight. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you for being with us. Even when things don't go the way we want, we still praise you. We still love you. We still rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we just pray for those right now who have gone into a spirit of depression over this. Especially, Lord, I pray for the older ones who, who are watching our capital be broken into and vandalized and their hearts are so grieved. They never, ever dreamed they would see a day like this. God, I just pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding to come upon us. And God, breathe a fresh vision into our hearts yes. as the body of yes. Christ, as the New Testament church. God, that you are on the throne, as Kevin has already so eloquently put, this has not caught you off guard, but breathe, Holy Spirit, breathe life into your people. And God, for those who have gotten caught up on the internet, they've got caught up in the news too much, God, help us to refocus right now in this moment. Help us to draw away without any phones, without anything, and just get into your word, get into some good books, and just really refocus our hearts, our minds, our thinking. And God, breathe on us that we would begin to solve these problems and not get caught up in them. God, do that for us. Leading God, Kevin, and, and me, Lord, as we are seeking you as to what to do, 
what to, what to provide for our community, God, and do that for others who are watching this around our country and around the world. Breathe on them, God, and, and give them a fresh vision and a passion to start solving these problems right there where they live. Lord, energize us and prepare us for the, for the dark days ahead. Thank you, God, that the light just will shine so much brighter. And this is an opportunity. Remind us it's an opportunity for revival and an awakening and yes. not for despair. God, do that, Jesus. So bless our audience and breathe on them in this moment right now, God. Breathe on them. Yes. And give them the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. Hallelujah. God, cause some to open their Bibles. They haven't opened it in a long time. And Lord, I just pray. God, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit cause those words to literally jump off of the pages and go deep into their spirit and revive something in them, Jesus. Let them feast on that instead of the news. And let that be, God, what they're thinking about, what their mind is on way more than anything. Let personal awakenings happen right now, Jesus. And it's in your precious name, God, that we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, we want to thank Kevin and I do all these people. We've had quite a number of people coming in and out. A lot of people stayed with us the whole time, and we're so grateful uh, for you joining us and, and really wanting to just seek the Lord to solve these things. This video will remain on Facebook. That's where it's being streamed and YouTube. And as I have to mention now all the time, as you probably are well aware, if you say the wrong politically incorrect thing, which the Bible is full of that and conservatives are, you can be censored on Facebook and YouTube. But we have alternatives. So for social media, uh, I invite you to subscribe and, and track me down on Parler. And you can find me on Parler. Uh, dot com forward slash Brad Huddleston and the video channel that I have set up under Rumble is at Rumble dot com forward slash Brad Huddleston. So we are working on moving a lot of content over onto Rumble. Some is already there. And what I'm going to do uh, last night's video, we had a request to chop off that big long countdown at the beginning. Uh, some of you would know to fast forward. Some of you might not be quite technically enabled, but in all seriousness, we want to serve everybody. So I'm going to edit these videos down and put them up there. So all you have to do is click play and watch them. And if you would try to learn one thing, learn how to share them. Would you do that and share these videos uh, with everyone? So Sam, our engineer, we love you, Kevin and I do. You don't see Sam a lot. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, but Sam is, yeah, he's making this happen. And Kevin, I love you, brother. And um, just you, thank bro. you. And it's good to team up with you. You know, it, it's normally Beth and I are gone several months out of the year, but I have to say, uh, as much as we are missing our travels, uh, it has been so good to actually live in the house that we bought here in Augusta County a number of years ago. And it's so good to be back with you again, brother. Love you. Love you too, buddy. Proud of you. Thanks for all you're doing. Yeah, it's a privilege. Thanks for all you're doing. All right, everybody, keep an eye on our social media sites for the, wherever you're watching this because we're going to be doing this a lot more. So bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.